Live from Chicago IL, this is the Bears and Beers podcast where we talk Chicago Bears and Beers on a victory Sunday. Chicago Bears win 33-27 to as predicted by our own CZ in our pregame. Fellas, I got a question for you real quick. What, what, when I say 42 to 21, what does that mean to you guys? 42 to 21? Yep, 42 to 21. Uh, yes, I think I know where you're going here, Walker. Where are you go- where going? Where am I going, Flipka? Uh, would that be the run to pass ratio? Correct. 42 rushes for the yes, Chicago Bears yeah. today, 21 carries or 21 passes for Mish. And 42, you know, the Montgomery finishes 32 carries, 146 yards, both career highs, two touchdowns. And overall, we have 42 carries. Unbelievable, 21 passes. And one of the best game plans I've seen in the last few years. CZ. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, 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 that's what I, I sent out the text to you guys. It, the game plan was awesome. You know, they, they put Montgomery as the focal point. You know, they only saw Patterson get a couple carries here. Here or there, Mooney had a, a, a you know, a carry on a jet sweep. Yep. Um, but they, they committed to feeding the ball to Montgomery. And he, you could see, you know, you're, you're starting to see why he was highly touted coming out of Iowa State. Um, he's great at breaking tackles. He runs hard. You know, maybe doesn't have that elite breakaway speed, but he, he, ran, the, he ran hard today. Um, the offensive line blocked great for him. Um, and, and it put Trubisky in, in, a, in a position to be successful, successful as well. Um, you know, Mitch looked pretty good out there. He, he made some nice plays. The play calling was designed to keep him moving and, and to make the throw was easy. You know, he looked good. Obviously, that interception at the end of the game was the one where you shake your head and say, why are you trying to fit that into that kind of coverage? But yep. um, overall, great game plan, man. And it, it was awesome to see them commit to running the ball. I, so looking at that, you're talking about that interception. I honestly think that Holtz ran the wrong route on that. Yeah. Because it looked like he was trying to to go to the corner and give Allen Robinson a little bit of room there, um, and I don't think you design a play to have two guys in the exact same spot. The guy, yeah. DB came off of Holtz and picked it off. I don't think that's entirely on Mitch, but he, I think you're right. You have to recognize that they're not doing quite what you think they're going to do, and and mm-hmm. not try to fit it in there. But I don't think that's 100 percent on Mitch. No, I agree with that. Yeah, maybe I not do like have, the fact um, Mitch looked. Not have a route run for Holtz either. That's probably another thing the Bears could probably. Yeah, that 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 situation. could be your your first mistake. Yeah. yeah, I did like the fact like that I like Mitch was looked back to being crazy leg Mitch from 2017 and 18, where he was actually looked a little bit more smooth, looked looked smoother out there running the ball than he has the past few weeks. Um, he looked good out there getting out of the pocket, forcing the issue, um, you know, pressuring the defense with his legs. Um, and I just overall it was it was. It was fun to see and to see them score 30 plus points again. Um, you know, it, it, it's crazy to see this offense clicking like this. You just hope it's not too little too late. Yeah. And it's actually fun watching a Bears offense right now. I mean, how many times have we said that in the past? Never. Yeah. 30 years. I mean, this offense from where they were, geez, a month and a half ago is just crazy to see what they're doing. And to me, um, you saw after Montgomery's first 20 yard run where they try to, you know, it's almost like he gets a long run and they try to spell him with Patterson and put Patterson mm-hmm. in there to give him a breather. Well, when Patterson nicked up his knee a little bit, they sort of had their hand forced and and just started feeding the ball to Montgomery. And he was getting stronger as the game went on. So I think he's kind of proven to those coaches that, hey, you know, I can take these I can take these hits and I'm, 
you know, I'm not going to get tired. I'm going to get stronger as the game goes on. So just keep feeding me the goddamn ball period. Yeah. And, and he, it was, it was impressive to see because you're right. I mean, Greg Jennings talked about it too, even in the announcers booth about how with all the carries he was getting, he was still running hard. He was still showing that, that desire and that, that work ethic to push, push, push. And, and I'm going to give some credit to the offensive line. Um, you know, all five guys I thought played, played pretty well and, and did a pretty good job of not only first level blocking, but also that second level blocking. I thought the receivers out in the edges were making good blocks. Um, you know, Javon Wims doesn't get him, get many balls thrown his way, but when he was in there, he was making some nice blocks on runs. Um, you know, I'm also going to Mooney's got unbelievable hands, man. He, he runs great routes. Um, he's got a chance to be a, a star in this league, I think too. Oh, absolutely. And even that little, uh, that little bailout that, that Trubisky flared out to him and he made the DB miss and then took it upfield for another 12 yards. I mean, he just, he doesn't give up on any play. I'm talking about uh, Mooney. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, he's he's showing that he he belongs in this league, and he's he's making a push to be one of those upper tier guys. So yeah, now, they now had, Walker. They had that uh, they had that highlight or the stat last week that Mooney was the only player in the NFL with 60 uh, targets or more with no drops this season, and obviously no drops again wow. today. So yeah, absolutely. Now, Walker, let me ask you something. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Um, Uh-oh. You know, before we start diving in any deeper, you know, we're talking about Mitch and how he's looked the past few weeks and how to play calling his album. I believe you might have gotten into a little bit of a, a Twitter conversation with uh, the one Mike North. Um, would you like to elaborate on, on that possibly about what yeah. your thoughts are? Yeah, North has been a uh, staunch uh, supporter of, of uh, Mitch and keeping Mitch going on this thing. And, you know, so he, he floated the idea of a three-year, $25 million per season contract with a signing bonus to Mitch. So it's not a long-term deal, but it's, you know, not a short-term, one-term deal or franchise tag. And uh, so I wrote back, I'm like, hey, wow, you're really all in on Mitch. And, and uh, I, you know, I thought that, that number, you know, that number is, is lower than the uh, price per season, the franchise tag. And if, if we're really starting to see what Mitch is looking like here, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's a pretty team friendly contract. So um, that's, that was the kind of the conversation. What, what, I mean, what do you guys think about that? A three year, $25 million a season or D, per season. If he finishes up strong, the next two games. I think it goes, I mean, I can see where that's coming from, right? You, you see the potential for Mitch to be successful and being successful in this league doesn't mean you have to be a superstar, right? Where if you have a good defense and you have a good running back, you can have a quarterback that is above average. And I think you're seeing that Mitch can be above average with the right play calling and the right play designs for him. Um, you know, so I think what it, a couple of things that it comes down to is one, if you're going to do that, you got to make sure that obviously laser is sticking around as his OC and that you're leaving those two teamed up in the coach's room um, without Nagy really interfering in that. Um, but then the other thought is if, if you're not going to do that, you have to truly start thinking about who, who's your other option? Who's your other quarterback? I mean, I know, um, you know, Mike North brought this up as well on Twitter. You know, we're, we're at that position now. Where we're not going to draft in the, in the upper part of the first round. So we're not going to get one of these top quarterbacks coming out. So now if you're not going to give Mitch, who are you rolling with next year? Are you rolling with, with Foles? Are you rolling with, you know, um, some random guy that you're, you're getting in the fifth round? So, I mean, I think you have to factor all of that in when you start making these decisions. And if you do, it, it starts to lead you to the decision to, to keep Mitch as your guy. 
Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, I, I don't see what else you would do. Uh, and I think Mitch probably knows that. And maybe that's part of his confidence and his uh, you know, being more vocal this week. But, you know, the Bears are between a rock and a hard place because as we, we did our, our mock uh, interview last, last post game between McCaskey and Ryan Pace, hey, Ryan, what's your, what's your, what's your idea for the uh, your plan for the quarterback? And, you know, so far you brought in Glennon, you brought in Foles, you brought in Chase Daniel. Those are the, the quarterbacks you brought in as free agents, and then you drafted Mitch. So you can let him go ahead and draft again. And like you said, you're going to be drafted towards the middle of the, of the uh, first round, you know, you know, towards 20, maybe if we win, you know, these last two games. So Flipka three years, $25 million a season. Would you uh, entertain that? Well, I think it's all, it's all going to be how he finishes out the season here, because I think how you guys are alluding to it. I mean, he, he can really force their hand here because if he wins out, and the Bears make the playoffs, and let's say even they win, you know, even if they don't win a playoff game, they still made the playoffs, and they were going to be nine and seven theoretically. You're not talking about a regime change, then, in my opinion. There's no way I think that management is going to blow it up after you know twelve and four, eight and eight, and then nine and seven. Yeah. Um, so now, if you're rolling with the same regime, top to bottom, I don't think you're going to blow it up and look for a new quarterback. I mean, if they do decide to blow it up, if Mitch loses a couple games here at the end, then I think, you know, I think he's, he's out and you roll with, you know, a draft pick, but he's going to force their hand here. And if he finishes well down the stretch, I, I 100% agree that, that I'm hoping they can get him for a little bit cheaper than that. But if it's only a three-year deal, let's roll. Yeah. And we're going to find well, I think out. It goes back to, we're going to find out this at the end of the season here, too, because we're playing at Jacksonville, and that should be a W. You know, they're playing terrible, and they, they frankly want to lose, and, and they're hoping the Jets hold on against the Rams today and they get that number yep. one pick. You know, they, they have nothing to play for except for that number one pick or number two pick, I guess, for Josh Fields. Um, and it's going to come down to how does Mitch play against Green Bay? We play off spot on the line. I mean, that's really going to, going to be it. CZ. I was going to say, and, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It might have been last week that if they decide to keep this regime here, this coaching staff and all that, like, I'm not sure that those guys want to start over with a new quarterback because I'm assuming that they're going to be told, like, hey, this is, this is a short leash, leash for you, Pace, a short yep. leash for you, Nagy. So, like, are you going to risk, like, having to teach everything over to a new quarterback? Um, you know, you're going to have Foles and then some other random new quarterback. Like, I'm not sure that that brings a lot of confidence into coaches who – might be on somewhat of a hot seat to prove that they can still win. So, I mean, like we're all saying, right. If, if Mitch shows out, you know, that the next two weeks, you know, I, I think there's a, a, a strong possibility that he's coming back here. Um, you know, and, and, and truth be told, I'm not sure that that's the, the, the worst possibility there is at this point, because when you see what he's been capable of doing the past few weeks, when you have a game plan designed for his strengths, and you incorporate a strong commitment to the running game. Yeah. It shows you what you can do and it, and it allows your defense, right? Your defense is getting some sort of rest on the sideline and it shows how, how they can play when they're getting some rest. Yeah. You bring back yeah, James Daniels yeah. next year and maybe, a, you know, a, 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 an offensive line, you know, first round draft pick commit second season, Moody second season and uh, you know, McGovern third season. And, and maybe we have something here on offense. Flipka. Yeah, and plus you get uh, Tariq Cohen back, which is oh, – yeah, yeah. he's been a huge part of our offense. Um, mm -hmm. 
And, you know, and to me, Mitch, the, the past two weeks has looked like the Mitch from 2018. And like I said before, if, if I had Mitch from 2018, I'd take him any day of the week. So he just fits what this offense is looking to do. And I think, you know, you look at a guy like Bill Lazar, Laser I don't focus. think he's going to garner any, he's not going to garner any interest as a head coach. So no, I think no. you're going to have him here for a while, assuming they, they want to keep him. Um, and if not, you've got uh, D Filippo there waiting in the wings too. So it, almost easy. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to have, to have Mitch back at this point. And, you know, to think that I would be saying this now, um, based on our attitudes a couple of weeks ago, where the, the earth was on fire and I wanted to, uh, bomb Hallis Hall. It's, <laughs> it's really a tribute to what they've been able to do the past couple of weeks. Yeah. pretty Well, shocking. and, and listen, I, I've been, I've been a staunch, uh, negative supporter of Nagy, I guess, right. I've been out to like with his, put his head on a stake for the past, you know, three, yep. four or five weeks, but I don't think, and we all agree, we don't think that he's made to be a play caller, but he, he somehow is able to command that locker room as a head coach and in the NFL, I mean, truthfully at, at any level of football, but in the NFL, you need that. You need a guy that's going to keep that, that locker room as one cohesive unit. And he does a fantastic job of that. Um, and the fact that he's, I think, finally realized, like, hey, I can turn over these play calling duties and let's have some success. And he's seeing that they can have some success. Hopefully, if he sticks around and Mitch sticks around and, and nothing changes there, that he realizes, OK, I don't need to go back to this. I, that's what I a concern I have is that he's going to come back in the offseason and be like, oh, I've learned what to do. Let Lazar take care of business and. uh you know, go from there because I think the commitment to the run, it looks fantastic today. And I think with Nagy keeping his hands off of the offense, I think it's, it's helped us out. Yeah. And the other side of the ball, gentlemen, to the bears, the question today, I'm definitely the offense that carried the defense today. Uh, the bears have been averaging, you know, giving up 362 yards per game today. They give up a 407, including 271 yards passing. And 158 yards rushing, 132 of those coming to Dalvin Cook. You know, I, I'm a little concerned about this defense, gentlemen. I, I guess we missed Jalen Johnson today, but, um, you know, it was a little disconcerting watching that defense today, fellas. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they, they didn't look like your typical uh, Bears defense here, but, but they made some huge plays on, on fourth down, um, they showed up when they had to, you know, they did have their, uh, couple of drives there where they just kind of went through the bears, like a hot knife through butter. But when it counted, I thought they showed up. Um, uh, we talked about it before the game with them, you know, being short a few defensive backs. I was really, really nervous that final play of the game, just knowing that we had Duke Shelley and Kindle Vildor back there that are both five, seven and five, eight with Jefferson, you know, jumping, but you know what? They did what they had to do. I thought Robert Quinn had a decent game. He flashed. He had actually had a sack, but he was pretty disruptive in there. I thought the interior D line played well besides, you know, obviously Dalvin cook sort of went off, but in the end they did exactly what they needed to do. And we got the W. And, and here's the thing. And, and Flippy, you mentioned it in the, the pregame about having the, the D line, the front, you know, the front seven, having to play well, 
Um, Bilal Nichols, Jenkins, I thought they played great getting off of blocks and making plays. Khalil Mack was his normal self. Roquan Smith was going sideline to sideline. And, you know, for for guys like like Vildora and um, Shelly, like – Duke. Yeah, the, the big Duke. You know, being pressed into action, you know, I think they did okay. I, Duke Shelly had an, a huge tackle on a third and one. He came up to force that fourth down. He came up and made yep. a great tackle on that. And like you said, I think that when – when the plays were needed to be made, the big plays needed to be made. You know, they made a couple big plays on, on fourth downs. Um, you know, was it perfect? No, but you know, I also go back and it's not too often that you have superb elite defenses. They're going to keep teams like, you know, to 10 points or whatever. And I think in today's NFL, you know, you have to understand that teams are going to score, you know, 25, 30 points. And you just got to, hopefully you can hold them and make the big stops when you need to. And that's what the bears did today, you know? Absolutely, man. How yeah, about Robert Urban on that big, oh, yeah, that was big awesome down play, running with his hands in the air like a lunatic. <laughs> and, and usually on plays like that, I'm I'm really nervous after the quarterback gets rid of the ball that that the defensive end is going to take some un- unnecessary shot to the head or spike him into the ground or something. You'll get a a roughing call, but no, he played it smart. He kept his hands up. He's a pretty good player, man. Awesome he's play. a he's a pretty yep. tough player. I like him. Yep. Yeah, and we saw Robert Quinn today, actually, too. Robert Quinn had a sack. He had a couple of pressures, and it was good to see him him step up. And, and Trevathan actually led the team in tackles today. I think he had 11 or 12 tackles. You know, so – And, and a, listen, you know what, yeah. what's, what's, what I think is big is that, you know, did Duke Shelley and Vildor play great today? No, they didn't play awful. They didn't play great. But what it does is it gives them some true game experience against some big-time receivers in Thielen and Jefferson so that when – if by chance we happen to make a playoff push and we get in, these guys are going to be ready if they have to get pressed into action again. You know, if someone goes down or if they need somebody to fill in the nickel position or something like that, these guys now have true game experience against some top-line receivers, so they're not going to be shell-shocked if they get put in, um, you know, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, you mean shell-shocked like they were the first uh, touchdown for Adam Thielen with their miscommunication yes, out when, there? when they, he was wide yes. open. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, – I thought you had him. No, I, nope, I didn't. Whoops. Yeah, is Jalen Johnson is that a um, is that a week to week injury in your guys' opinion? From what you guys know, I think it's I'm a lower sure. body week to week. I think you know lower lower extremity, huh? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that's hockey. And Buster talk right Screen now. is still in the concussion protocol. He'll be fine. Yeah, that was hockey talk, Walker. You are it was hockey, right. was in hockey mode earlier. Yeah, hockey hockey mode earlier today. Hockey dad, Bust hockey up. talk. My, my my son had a had a huge six two uh, victory today. Yes. Congrats. Congrats. That a boy, Kellen. There you go. So um, that's. Go ahead, CZs. I was gonna say that six two victory following up Flipka's um, basketball championship yesterday. <laughs> Get my first technical foul in a couple of years. It felt great. Congrats, congrats, Bubs, Dads. Buddy. Um, the, the other guy who played great today and has been extremely solid all season has been Santos. I mean, that oh my god, phenomenal, automatic. It's automatic. I'm a little nervous even talking it's nuts. about it. Yeah, the, the last time I had this feeling about Bears kicker, you know, obviously Robbie Gold and then Butthead before him. But it's been a he while. Is. He he it's he's fantastic out there, man. It doesn't matter what distance, what hash. Um, he looks fantastic. Oh, yeah, in a row, something like that. I mean, I don't remember Crazy. even the last thing he missed. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then, it was week one or week two. Was it? Yeah. 
And the other thing that was kind of shocking to see was was uh, Nagy finally learning his lesson on on um, the Bears' last off- offensive drive. And this has happened yes, a couple of times this season. Going. And he ran the ball three times, made him use both timeouts, yep. kicked a field goal. They got the ball back with like 55 seconds versus what he did in the past where he would run it, you know, once or twice and then throw the ball. And then, you know, so we would have been up six and it would have been, what, a minute 40 left if you would have threw the ball. Well, think yeah. about that, right? Like they, they have to throw a Hail Mary with seven seconds left. If he, if he went back to his old naggy ways, you know, maybe they're still pushing the ball because they have 15, 20, 35 seconds left still. And they're able to get a few more plays and to get closer to the end zone. Yep, every second matters down the stretch, boys. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe, did maybe, a great job. maybe he ends up, you know, getting a fumbling the ball or throwing an interception or something too. So it just, you know, I'm starting to struggle a little bit with with the whole, you know, because as a franchise, the Bears don't want to have a lot of turnover. You know, we've seen what the Steelers have done. They've had three coaches in their entire history, and there's some growing pains that Nagy's going through, and I'm wondering if it's growing pains. You know, growing pains and Mitch are going through, but you start to see that, you know, he started to eat his ego a little bit and put that aside. And, you know, he lets Laser take, take control of the offense. And then a play like today where he learned his lesson and he ran the ball three times. You know, I, I, I don't know. I'm struggling with it, fellas. Well, I mean, all you can do at this point is just enjoy what we're seeing, right? And enjoy the fact that we've seen some improvement. Obviously, Hopefully it's not a little too late. We would have liked to have seen it after, you know, the first couple of weeks or even last year, but you're hoping that these improvements are something that can keep trending in the right direction and keep us going in the right direction. And if we make the playoffs, great. If we happen not to make the playoffs, but everyone comes back, you know, hopefully it's all been, you know, a, like a growing tool and a learning lesson for these guys to understand what truly needs to be done as a coaching staff to help this team continue to, to, you know, excel and and succeed. Yeah. We had, we had sustained success underneath Lovey and Jerry Angelo for, I don't know, what was it nine or 10 years? And it would be nice to have something like that versus a revolving door. But obviously if if the bears come out and lose to Jacksonville or get blown out by the Packers, then, you know, all bets are off. And right now at halftime, the um, Cardinals are up 26 to 14 on the Eagles, you know, so that, it doesn't look like we're going to get any help today, probably, uh, from that. So, next week, is there any concern? Well, that being said, if we, if, we, if, we, if we lose to Jacksonville, the, everyone should be fired on the spot, like instantaneously launched if we lose to Jacksonville. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we'll be right back in the camp we were talking about two weeks ago. I know. Absolutely. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, that edge would just be automatic firing if they lose to those guys. It's crazy how that if, fellow you can just flip on a dime here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a week to week thing. What have you done for me lately? Kind of sport. Um, you know, it's not like baseball where you have a 162 games. I mean, every game in the NFL is like the equivalent of 10 baseball games. So mm-hmm. every week just means so much for for these guys and to hang on to their jobs and to prove themselves. So when you you ride that heater, right? Like your quarterback gets hot, or your running back gets hot, yep. or your defense gets hot, and you just ride that that heater for as long as you can. Yep. And at this point, I mean, we, we hope that Green Bay isn't playing for anything week 17 where they're kind of resting their guys and, you know, shit, anything can happen. You beat Jacksonville, you go, you go in there and you, and you beat the Packers and anything can happen, boys. It would be awesome to see Mitch like 
just finish off the regular season with a victory over the Packers and against like yes. Aaron Rodgers. Like not like, you know, I don't want the backup guy in there. Like I'd be awesome to see Mitch come out and keep this going against, uh, you know, our arch enemy and, and, and see him have some success, which in what could possibly be his last game as a Chicago bear. Absolutely. Well, with the Chiefs and Saints today, you know, the Chiefs, if they knock off the Saints, that gets you know, the Packers closer to locking up that number one seed. You know, so that definitely could end up happening here. So, um, all right, fellas, any concerns next week against Jacksonville that you can that stands out to you? I mean, James Robinson's been a pretty pretty good player so far, but anything that really stands out for you guys? Not a damn thing for me. No. <laughs> they, they better no, absolutely roll those fuckers. Yes, yeah. Pound the yeah. ball hit some play actions and just unload on, on Gordon Mishu or whoever the hell else is in there. <laughs> Gardner Gordon Mishu. Gordon <laughs> Gardner Mishu. Yeah. Well, they should keep or it Mike going. Glennon. And, and yeah. don't, don't play down to your opponent. You know, today was a playoff game and the Vikings had everything yep. in the world to play for. And the bears came out. Mitch came out, played great. Montgomery played great. The defense, in my opinion, has got to step up. Or if we could, you know, some, some players back, hopefully that, that'll help. But, Let's not play down to our opponent. Let's come out and let's roll them like we did the Texans and get ready for Green Bay and, and, and hopefully get a loss here by the Cardinals one of these last couple of weeks and and uh, and see what happens, fellas. Yes, I did sir. like the fact that the Bears won the coin toss and elected to receive the ball to start the game. I know they didn't score on their first drive, but I did like the fact they were saying, like, screw this, we're going to get the ball, we're going to try to put some points on the board right away as opposed to the, what most teams do, deferring and all that. I was I was excited to see that. CZ, I want to ask you a question about that. So as a former head coach, okay, growing up, I always remember you get the ball, you, you win the cost, you want the ball, you want the ball. And it seemed like, it seems like for whatever reason, the trend has been to defer. What, can you explain why that trend well, has taken over? Yeah, well, the, the belief is that if you defer and you can get a stop on with your defense on the first possession, you basically are now getting the ball twice pretty much, right? Because – You've stopped them on their first drive, so now you're getting the ball back. It's still 0-0 pretty much. And if you can score on that drive and you're going to get the ball at halftime, you have basically, you know, taken the ball twice. That's the belief behind it. I was always a firm believer when I was when I was the head coach. We took the ball if we want to toss 99% of the time. And, you know, my one of my assistant coaches uh, would always say, like, why are you always taking the ball? I'm like, because I want to score. I, I want to go out there and dictate how this game is going to start and score. And there were a lot of times we didn't score to start the game, but there were plenty of times when we did – and my belief is, like, if, you, if you're giving me the chance to get the ball and go down there and put seven points on the board to start the game off, let, let's roll and do that. But to answer your question, the belief is that, you know, I defer, so I'm going to kick off. My defense now shuts you down. It's still 0-0. We get the ball and score. We're up 7-0. It's basically like your initial possession never happened. Yeah. So you had your seven points, and now you kick off, and, you know, you get the ball in the second half, you score again, something like that. So, Coach Flipka, are you a, are you a, a receive or defer kind of guy? Um, I'm depends about on how my how good my defense is, how good my defense <laughs> is. So, you know, I'm just uh, if you if your defense is flying high, man, I'd I'd kick it, pin them deep, and you flip the field immediately, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, just all depends on how good your defense is. If your defense blows, let's take the ball and go. That's why I was a little, <laughs> I was a little um, surprised by the move initially. Perturbed I, at all? Have you perturbed that. at all or no? I wouldn't say perturbed okay. because I, I was kind of I, I was feeling good about the offense, but to me that was that was a statement by Nagy that hey, I believe in you guys. Let's yeah. roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's a way of, of, of getting Mitch, you know, you know, 
the more confidence. It seemed like Mitch is definitely getting confidence, but just add a little bit more confidence to him. Say, hey, you're getting the ball to start the game. I believe in you kind of a thing. Yep. Can I bring up one thing before we end this uh, podcast? Sure. Do it. Do it. It, 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 it kind of ties into the Cubs here. but So uh, we had uh, Chris Myers and, and Greg Jennings on the play call today, right? So Chris yep, Myers yes. does a lot of like uh, – a lot of major league uh, game of the weeks for Fox during baseball season. Now the, the word is the early word is that uh, Chris Murray is the front runner to take Len Casper's job as the Chicago Cubs day by day, uh, marquee sports play by play guy. Um, there's a lot of backlash. People are like, we don't want him. He's, he's, he's ridiculous to listen to. So I'm just wondering what you guys thought after listening to a full game of him doing the bears, if you could see him doing 162, uh, cubby games in the booth because i hated his voice i was annoyed by listening to him today during the bears game oh uh, i've never minded him um i actually thought he did a, did a decent job i wouldn't mind it i don't hate I, him How about i you, think Walker? he knows his stuff i just don't like his voice i think is my problem yeah no i don't like him <laughs> and i don't like the fact that the, the bears or the cubs are hire a national guy you know some national he's been doing stuff like that i, I don't know it's like hiring oberman with, with the uh the yankees or mets when they hired oberman I, I think we should yeah. be able to find somebody who's not a national. It just seems kind of hokey to me. You know, I was watching the other day, yeah. Rickett's even on, uh, Rickett's on CNBC, and they're taking the marquee network public through this new thing called called a SPAC. And it just seems like, I don't know, the priority. You just called Terry a SPAC? Yeah. He called me a SPAC. He did. He, I heard it. He just, he just seems he just seems to be like they're, they're getting really corporate again. I'm getting a little nervous about this. And, I think that uh, a Chris Myers hire is a corporate hire and not going to have much feelings to be very vanilla and uh, won't really know the Cubbies like he should know. So I, I'm out on that one, boys. Well, well, you maybe Perry back. Maybe. <laughs> no, Chip Carey sucks too. Maybe, Hokey asshole. Maybe when the football, se- maybe when the football season ends, we can have instead of bears and beers, we can have Cubs and uh, I don't know. Chews. Cubs and chew. I don't know. <laughs> Cubs and Chew. That's a great name. Hey, yeah, today we are today we're talking about Big Red Chew and uh explains <laughs> Illinois, you know. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Uh no, he's definitely ha- have a, has some has some weekly Cubs banter and maybe even a little bit of Bulls banter with their uh their uh, two game winning streak here in the in the preseason. So we'll see see how yeah, they get Patrick going. Williams is the man, huh? Looking good. Are they still in the preseason or are they in the uh, regular season? It's still preseason, I think. What the hell? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I think they start on Thursday. I don't know. Who knows? I don't really pay attention to, that, to basketball. I had the first That's games stupid. on Thursday. Yeah. Or whatever. Well, yeah, well, they're getting it going for Christmas is what they're doing. So, either way. All right, well, so the Bears win 7-7. Seven and seven. They win their first playoff game of the regular season. Next week, playoff game is against the Jaguars. And uh, we need to have, oh, 26-20 now. Cardinals uh, up on the Eagles. So hopefully uh, we get a, a Cardinals loss here and sneak into the playoffs, boys. Let's do it, Bears. Yeah, Bears. All right, go Bears. We're out.